Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for today's episode. Get ready for a treat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Stacy. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode on Hannah. It's the first Sunday in the month of October. I hope and pray that you know that you are blessed. Um, you are blessed. You are blessed. Um, it's so good to be alive um, and well and just have uh, just be a part of God's plans, just to, um, that he considered your life um, to write in within his plans. And that's a blessing for us to be able to know that. Um, and I just want to, you to know that. Um, and so I want to welcome everyone to the podcast. If this is your first time joining me, um, hello. Thank you for joining me on the Victoriously Unwanted podcast. And I hope and pray that this podcast is a blessing to your life. Um, I believe that it will be um, if you tune in and listen in. Um, if this is not your first time joining me on the Victoriously Anointed Podcast, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, and so today we're going to be talking about Hannah. And I'm going to kind of give you a brief overview of just who Hannah was and where you can find her in the scripture. Um, this begins our Women of the Bible series. We will be doing the Women of the Bible series for the month of October and on Sundays. And so if you want to learn about different women of the Bible and kind of learn about their stories and how God uh, was able to um, deliver and show his manifest his glory in their lives, then I would encourage you to join me this month for uh, Women of the Bible series, which we'll be doing on Sundays. Also, um, if you have been tuning in to the podcast for a while and you have been listening in to some of the different testimonies that have been aired on the Victoriously Anointed podcast, then you might have noticed that uh, for the month of September, I didn't have any interviews. Um, I think I maybe had one and I want to let you know that that part of the podcast is not over. Um, and I want to let you know that um, the interviews will be getting back on here soon. Um, just sometimes um, as you go through different things in life, you learn that some things are just part of the process. And so um, I've had to go through a little bit of a different process on my own. And so um, I just want to let you guys know that um, to be encouraged and to be blessed and that um, you can still, you'll, we'll be getting back to our Saturday podcast here soon. Um, and so I just um, want to go ahead and get into the Victoria C. Anointed podcast. And you can find those interviews uh, on the YouTube channel um, when they begin to post again. You can also listen listen to them here on um, the audio podcast if you're listening on the audio podcast. You can follow me at Lynn Stacy Studios on Facebook and Instagram if you want to be able to kind of um, get some more encouragement throughout the week. Um, I'm not going to guarantee you that I will post on there every day, but I will be post at, I will post as I am led. And if I just kind of am in a mood to kind of post something concerning my life or different things like that. And so I'm just kind of getting in the swing and the hang of things. And, um, it's been a journey. Life has been a journey. And that's something that, um, you you begin to learn as you grow and mature in Christ and just over time. And so we're going to learn a little bit about Hannah. Hannah was, um, 
the wife of Echina, and he also had another wife by the name of Panina. And so Echina's um, wife, Panina, couldn't produce, um, was able to have children. And Hannah was barren, so she could not have any children. And so Panina decided that she was going to provoke Hannah um, severely, um, sorely, until um, the point that she was just miserable. And so um, she kind of poked at her for being barren. And if you understand the culture of the day, um, it was very uh, honorable for a woman to be able to um, have children, and it was dishonorable for them not to have children. And so the fact that Hannah couldn't bear any children was kind of like a uh, point that Panina kind of took advantage of and really made her life miserable. And you will read that in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 1 and chapter 2, about the story of Hannah. And we'll find a point in the scripture where it kind of asks uh, Hannah, you know, am I not better to you than ten sons? Because the word tells us that Echina loved Hannah and he gave her a worthy portion. He gave portions to Penina and her children, but he gave Hannah a worthy portion, even though she didn't have children. And pretty much um, he let her know that he wasn't going to put her away. And he uh, he loved her. Am I not better to you than ten sons? And so um, this was something that was um, this. It, it hurt Hannah to the point where um, she had she wasn't eating. She had stopped eating, and so um, this was when they had went to the um, temple. They traveled to the temple and Shiloh to go pray and do, do make sacrifices to the Lord. And so Hannah, um, after they finished doing the eating and the drinking, uh, she went and she prayed at the temple. Um, and at the temple, um, she it tells us that um, she. She was in so much sorrow that she didn't even uh, really, her her, in her heart she spoke and only her lips moved, but you couldn't hear any sound coming out of her mouth. And so Eli, the priest, thought that she was drunk and she told him, no, I haven't drunk any intoxicating um, drink or wine, but I have poured forth um, out of my soul. And so um, he let her know that the Lord had granted her petition. And she went away um, and she did eat and her countenance was no longer sad because she received the glad word. And so I'm going to make some points about the story of Hannah that I hope that you will be able to um, kind of grasp. The first point is Hannah was married to Akina, who was also who also had another wife by the name of Penina. That's the first point. Um, and so Hannah had was in the right situation um, in the right situation to be able to produce children. She had a husband. She was uh, married to Akina. And so. Um, they had the necessary uh, makeup to be able to make a child, but she still was not um, able to produce. And so sometimes you have the right tools for different things, but sometimes you're not able to produce in the manner that you wish to produce in. And I would say that sometimes when you look at things like that, um, some things are just for God alone to handle. Um, and that's when you have to really take it to him in prayer and really seek him concerning different things in your life. And um, with this, out of the sincerity of your heart, the second point I want you to get is that Hannah was barren. Um, sometimes when we see things shut up in our lives, um, it says that the Lord had closed her womb. And so sometimes when we see things shut up in our lives, this is evidence that it's not always the devil blocking you, but rather God creating a circumstance beyond your control that he is more than capable to handle. I'm going to say that again. This is evidence that it's not always the devil that's blocking you. When you think and you see things shut up in your life, sometimes you see closed doors, but rather God creating the circumstances beyond your control 
that he is more than capable to handle and that you do have to kind of walk with him through. Um, and so this is why I always encourage you to take God on your journey with you um, because he is the one that can give us better understanding about life and about different things that occur in our lives. He is the one that can kind of uh, provide blessings that we need to happen within our lives in order for us to be able to go forward and be blessed. Um, and so I want to encourage you that if you see a situation in your life and you don't understand why you aren't able to produce in it, I would encourage you to take it to God. Um, there may be something that there that he wants to build a relationship with you on. Maybe he wants to uh, open up the door to a greater blessing. Um, I don't know, but if you will get uh, kind of in a relationship with God and develop that intimacy with him and um, pray about your situation, I do believe that um, he will begin to kind of um, really open up your understanding over time. We have to remember that we're on a faith walk. We're on a faith journey. And so um, that's the um, that's the thing about it. And sometimes I'm not going to say that walking in faith is always easy. Um, I'm not going to say that it's, it's always easy. I believe that that's why God has to build our faith and our trust in him over time as we begin to take him on our journey with us. And um, he begins to establish our faith. Um, it says he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And so um, he knows, um, and to each one of us, I would say to each one of us has been given a measure of faith. And so he knows the measure of faith that you can operate in and that you do operate in. And so I would say sometimes you have to just go to God and talk with him about it so that he can um, deal with you concerning whatever situation it is and whatever the situation may be. And sometimes he does change the situation. In Hannah's instance, he changed the situation. In some instances, he'll change your perspective in the situation and change things around you. And so you have to be able to kind of... Um, Take, you have to be able to just kind of um, trust that God has a plan and that um, his will is um, his will for your life is the best um, that there is. His will for your life is the best that there is. So it becomes um, the perfect opportunity when you do things like that. It becomes a perfect opportunity for you to learn more about God, for you to learn more about his character, for you to learn more about um, just who he is. He says that I am the, the great I am. Um, and this is a name for him as a memorial, um, him being the, the great I am. And so um, a memorial is something a memorial is something that you remember someone by. And I, be I believe him saying that um, if you were reading the Old Testament, when he was kind of talking with uh, um, the Moses generation. Um, he was saying that that was a name for him that set up as a memorial. And so uh, he wants us to remember that he is I am that I am. He is the great I am. Um, the third thing I want you to remember, um, know about Hannah is that Hannah knew suffering. Um, she knew suffering. She was openly unproductive. Everybody could see her lack. Everybody could see the fact that she was barren and that she wasn't able to produce any children. And this was, uh, uh, I would say this was um, frowned upon uh, in the society that they lived in because it was a sign that uh, pretty much, I, 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 will, I would say that it's, it may have been maybe sort of like a, a maybe have seen perceived as a curse um or something maybe you have done something sinful for god to shut up your womb but i believe that god does things for different purposes and different things like that and so um everyone could see the fact that she wasn't able to bear any children which is why it was one of the reasons why panina poked at her um because she wasn't able to bear any children and because um she was the more favored wife she was the one that was loved hannah was and i'm pretty sure it was obvious um to panina that um hannah probably um got more attention and received more than she did and um 
that kind of probably treated her a little bit better. Not saying that he didn't treat um, Panina good, but I'm pretty sure she probably noticed the difference in that. And that probably, uh, so I would say that that was a, a point of jealousy where she can kind of um, really pr uh, push her hate, uh, the way she felt about Hannah um, on, uh, the way she felt about Hannah on her. And so um, this was a sore spot for her. Penina, the Bible tells us, provoked Hannah severely, intentionally causing for her to be miserable. She didn't want to see Hannah happy. She rejoiced in uh, messing with her, uh, messing with her in her lap, uh, messing with her in her lap. And so sometimes when you see people kind of poking at you in a area that you're unproductive in and um, it seems like you should be producing in, um, just know that um, God is the best one who can kind of work that situation and that problem out for you. And um, also, I would tell anyone to like kind of just because you don't see someone producing in the area doesn't mean that God isn't going to bless them. That doesn't mean that God isn't going to bless them. We see through all throughout the Bible um, where um, God blessed people and he opened up their rooms or he opened up areas in their lives that were closed. Um, we know Sarah, she was barren for all of her life. She didn't bear a child until old age. Um, when she was like 80, 90 or something like that, 80, um, somewhere in the 90, year, 90 I believe she um, bore um, Isaac. And so for 90 years, she was barren. Um, but God opened up her womb. And so I would say that um, sometimes when you see yourself in an area and it feels like you're not producing anything and it feels like uh, maybe a door has been closed in your life, that doesn't mean that God isn't going to open it. It just means that um, sometimes there's a set time, there's a specific time and or um, that God wants you to seek him concerning it. Sometimes uh, we have to uh, ask. Um, the, um, the word tells us we have not because we ask not. And sometimes we don't uh, go to God about some of areas in our lives that seem to be shut up or unproductive so i would say rather than catching an attitude with god because sometimes I, uh, we can catch an attitude with him because we feel like we want certain things now we we deserve certain things now or we get frustrated because we don't understand what's going on and why we don't have and why we are lacking in an area why we are being unproductive and uh god's ways are not our ways his thoughts are not our thoughts and so um i will believe that that's a a part of your relationship with god that you can go and you can talk with him about um you can talk with him about it um and just kind of um attitude uh i believe hannah uh went to god in the sincerity of our heart um knowing that you know i'm 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 not able to do this without you god uh, it was the humility and the brokenness of her spirit that I believe God responded to. Um, so I would say when you go before God, uh, he does want us to come before boldly before the throne of grace. Um, but in coming boldly before the throne of grace, we also have to have the, um, the correct posture before God, recognizing that he is God and that we are nothing without him. Um, and we can do nothing without him. It is him that has given us the ability to be able to do whatever it is in our lives that we do do. And so when we find areas in our lives, when we, we aren't being productive or we aren't producing or we are in lack or it feels like doors are closing in our face, we have to recognize that even in that God still deserves honor and he still deserves glory for what he has done, what he has done. So I believe that it was in the humility and brokenness of spirit of Hannah, um, the reason why, um, God responded in such a way that he did. Um, and so Hannah, um, he, she made a vow to the Lord that she was going to dedicate um, Samuel to the Lord all the days of his life. 
And she fulfilled what she said that she was going to do um, in dedicating Samuel to the Lord all the days of his life. And so you can go and read about that, as I said, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1. Um, and the fifth, I'm going to go ahead and go to the fifth point um, that I want you to receive about Hannah. Hannah allowed God to be her defender. Um, I don't see anywhere in the, script, the scripture where she retaliated against Penina. Um, Really, she just wept. Um, it talks about her whip, uh, weeping and she was bitter in bitterness of soul. And so um, I don't even in her prayer, she didn't even mention Penina's name in her prayer. Um, she made a she uh, focused on God and what she wanted him to do for her. Um, and so um, sometimes, you know, we get so caught up in what a person is doing to us. We forget that, hey, I'm going to the, the father who can um, provide me for what I need. So I'm going to focus on what I can do for you, Lord God. And I'm going to focus on um, the need that I need you to meet, uh, the need that I need you to meet. And so um, she allowed God to be her defender and in, in, in allowing God to be her defender instead of defending herself. Um, I believe that God, I would say that he shut the mouth of her enemy because after Hannah bore a son, there was nothing that she could poke at. Um, there was nothing that Panina could poke at Hannah about. Um, she couldn't, uh, she couldn't get to her. I would say um, like she once um probably could have when Hannah wasn't um, bearing any children because the word tells us um, and when she prayed in her prayer in the book of um, chapter in book of Samuel chapter 2 um, that the Lord has allowed her to bear seven and so she bore sons and daughters um, and that's a blessing because what she specifically asked for was a male child she didn't ask for the other children she just asked for I would I just want this male child and that um, I would dedicate him to the, the Lord the rest of the days of his life and so in asking for that one specific thing, this is how God does. He he pours out um, abundant blessings on us. And I believe that even though she didn't ask for the abundance of the blessing, God still poured out an abundant blessing on her by allowing her to have more than what she asked for. Um, and I believe that's how that's the kind of God we serve. We serve a God that gives us more than what we ask for. Um, and. Um, I believe that it, it's in the sincerity of a heart and he knows what we can and can't handle. Um, and that's something that um, we have to trust that God can handle what we can't handle. Um, the sixth point uh, I want you to get about Hannah. And I'm going to say this too. I believe it goes without saying um, that we serve an awesome God, that we serve an awesome God who is able to kind of uh, meet us where we are who was able to lift us up out of whatever we may find ourselves in and who was able to defend us if we allow him to, if we allow him to. Um, he knows how to shut the mouths of your enemy. So um, I believe that sometimes, you know, um, we do get caught up in how people make us feel sometimes. And we do get caught up in just how different situations and circumstances make us feel. And um, sometimes we do try to defend ourselves, but I don't know anybody that can defend you, not even yourself, better than God can defend you. Um, I'm going to go to um, the sixth point I want you to get about Hannah. Hannah knew what it was like to be misunderstood. We can see where um, a kind of her husband asked her, you know, am I not better to you than 10 sons? Um, and so, and it wasn't about the fact that he wasn't good to her. It was about the fact that, hey, I'm a woman and I should be able to produce in this area and I'm not producing. Um, it's it's something that I feel like um, 
as a woman, this was something, this is a gift and I'm not able to kind of, um, I would say she wasn't able to kind of, uh, she wasn't experiencing the gift of being able to birth a child and having um, a child grow inside of her. She wasn't experiencing that gift, um, that women had, um, being a woman, um, within the womb. And so, um, it wasn't about him not being good to her. It was about the fact that I need something for God, um, that only he can fix and that only he can solve. And so um, that was a point where she was kind of misunderstood. And then again, she was misunderstood by Eli the priest when he thought that she was um, drunk um, because she was in such uh, bitterness of soul. She was in anguish. Um, the word says she was in anguish. Um, and so um, sometimes different you go through different things in life where people just um, they may mistake with the different things that you do. Um, they may not just understand. And I believe this. Sometimes God allows us to go through uh, periods of misunderstanding for a reason. And one of those reasons being is because um, can't nobody do you like Jesus. Um, and I know that Jesus was then come on in the scene into the New Testament, but um, plainly put, can't nobody do you like Jesus. There is just some areas in your life that no one is going to understand except for God. Um, and no matter how much you try to make a person understand or see, um, they sometimes they just don't have the ability to see. Um, and so um, I believe that um, sometimes it's just in the restoration that God brings and that he gives um, that um, people begin to re can re the people that really truly um, care about you can begin to rejoice and celebrate in what God did for you, even when they can't understand what it is that exactly that you may be going through. And sometimes we have to accept the fact that, Lord God, I understand that I'm in a season now that there are just some things that people just aren't going to understand. And I have to be able to accept that and embrace that and allow them to hopefully be able to kind of rejoice and celebrate me as you begin to uh as you begin to restore and manifest your glory. Um, and so I believe that in God manifesting his glory through Hannah's life, um, that Elkina, her husband, was able to celebrate um, with her. Um, and so um, we're going to keep on going on from that. So I would say when you sometimes when you find yourself being misunderstood, um, we see where um, Elkina, he wasn't able to understand because he wasn't a woman. Um, and so um, I feel like that was a, a kind of a point, too, where it's kind of like um, we see the separation of just sometimes uh, men and women just not um, going to be able to understand each other because um, women are the ones that bear the children. And so um then there was a point with Eli, um, he was able to kind of, the, the misunderstanding was able to be corrected. So sometimes when people misunderstand you, the misunderstanding is able to be corrected. Some stuff is just a misunderstanding. And so she was able to uh, gave him give him clarification. But there are some things in your life that you aren't going to be able to give cl people clarification on. Um, and so... Um, I would just say um, in those instances, uh, when you feel alone, when you feel uh, when you feel alone and when you feel by yourself, that's a time when uh, the Holy Spirit it can be your comforter. Um, he's the one that can comfort you because he is the comforter. He was he was sent back as a comforter for us. And so that's when we really can um, be able to tap into just developing that intimacy um, with God and the fact that um, even though that there is another human being um, beside me, they don't really understand um, the, the process 
this and the pain that I'm going through right now. Um, and I believe that there there comes a point in all of our lives where it just seems like we feel misunderstood, uh, misunderstood. And sometimes um, the misunderstanding can be great and sometimes it can be small. But either way, I believe that those are the things that we can give to God and um, allow him to kind of fully embrace us where we are. And when we accept the fact that we are fully embraced and fully loved and are fully pleasing to God as we are, um, then that kind of um, brings the healing and the comfort um, that we need in our misunderstanding to kind of just um, move on and be okay with the fact that I may be misunderstood in this area, but God understands me and that's enough for me. Um, sometimes we have to come to a point where we have to recognize that God, it's enough that you understand me. And I'm so glad that you're there with me and that you're going through with me um, through the process of whatever I have to go through in life. Um, and I believe that God wants to be a partner with us in life. Um, and so um, I believe that sometimes God will allow different circumstances to arise in your life just so he can remind you that he is God. He is the great I am. He is the one that can provide you with um, whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that you need in your life. And whether that's him just being God or whether that's him working through another person, um, he has the ability to do both. Um and I believe that that's something that um, Hannah experienced and encountered in her in her life. So I would say, don't rob yourself of the blessing of getting to know God better um, through your hardships and your trials, um, where people fail to understand you. Don't don't rob yourself of the opportunity to be able to get to know God by um, kind of uh, not seeking Him out or uh, getting an attitude with Him and not just and just kind of counsel Him out of your life. That's the worst possible time uh, to counsel Him out of your life um, because that's going to be the time that you're going to need him the most you're going to need that friend that friend called jesus uh, and so i encourage you um with that on today um the seventh thing i want you to get to know about hannah is that hannah showed faith and faithfulness to god um she showed faith and faithfulness to god uh, when eli gave her the word that god had granted her petition um she went away and she ate and her countenance was no longer sad um so that means that she had a smile on her face um she had something to be happy about because she knew that god had given her what she had asked for even though she hadn't conceived yet and so that's an evidence of just showing faith, um, showing faith that God, I trust that what you said is so, and I'm going to um, stand in what you said is so, and I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep, I'm going to rejoice over the fact that you have granted what I have requested. And that's such a blessing to know that God grants us what we do request. Um, even though sometimes we may not always understand what we act sometimes, um, it's still a blessing in knowing that, um, God, you have granted what I have requested from you and I'm pleased pleased. Um, and I thank you for the blessing. We have to remember to thank God for the blessing. We have to remember to um, appreciate him for the things that he allows to happen in our lives. And I believe the blessing of an answered prayer is something that is uh, fulfilling. I believe that is something that is just, um, it's wonderful to see that God um, responds to um, what you have to say. And that's evidence that he hears you that he hears you. And sometimes we want to know that we are heard. And when God begins to answer your prayers, um, I believe that that's a, that's a point to go back and say, thank you, to go back and say, thank you. Um, and so we're going to keep on going on from, oh, not only faith, let's go into the faithfulness. I said she showed faith in faithfulness. Um, she showed faithfulness to God because she had vowed a vow to God saying that she was going to dedicate Samuel to the Lord all the days of his life. And she did that. She, um, um, took him um, to the temple um, to be um, to be kind of um, trained by Eli the priest. And so he lived within the temple walls. And the word tells us that he ministered as a child um, in 
um, we get to a point in Samuel's life where he begins to learn to hear the voice of the Lord. And we'll talk about Samuel a little bit later on Bible Talk Tuesdays if you want to join us for that. And we're going to go through just different scenarios and different scenes in his life where God really began to really, I would say, evolve um, the house of Israel. And so we're going to begin to kind of see how that journey um, goes with Samuel um, being um, a prophet and judge in Israel. And if you read the book of Samuel, you will see that there wasn't much revelation going on. Um, God wasn't given uh, much revelation and, um, and the word tells us that and for Samuel to come up in a time when God wasn't given much revelation and it tells us that um, not a word Samuel spoke fell to the ground um, the fact that God began to reveal himself through Samuel and to Samuel um, it showed that um, God hadn't left it what didn't leave Israel and I still believe that he hasn't left them and so we're going to keep on um, talking about um, another point um, concerning Hannah's, Hannah's life and I hope and pray that um, it, this is really encouraging and your faith and hopefully um, helping you. Um, so the eighth point is Hannah expressed gratitude and that's something that I just kind of went over a little bit about her expressing gratitude and if you want to read a little bit about the um, um, gratitude that she expressed and she exalted God not only did she express gratitude but she exalted God. Um, she prayed and she um, really rejoiced in the fact of what God did um, and you can read that in the book of chapter um first uh first samuel chapter two um, where it says hannah uh, about hannah's prayer um and the praise that she gave to glorify god for what he did for her so i would say um honor god after he finishes blessing you honor god and um it's okay to dedicate your gifts the gifts that he has given to you it's okay to dedicate those gifts to god um and allow him to use them because i would say there is no better one than god to help you to kind of allow your gifts to kind of evolve and be molded by um and um you can read about that in chapter two um exalt god exalt god exalt god he is worthy to be exalted um and the ninth point i want you to get about hannah is that hannah knew what it was like to have an answer prayer and receive blessing from the lord and i kind of went over that a little bit she knew what it was like to have an answer prayer and receive blessing from the lord and sometimes you know if you know if you're used to praying and, um, you know, someone else is new to praying and you know, you, you're used to um, having prayers answered. Sometimes you have to link up with somebody else who's um, used to having answered prayers um, and uh, um, kind of um, learn from them a little bit. And sometimes, you know, you do have to go through the process of prayer. Um, I remember growing up in um, church and um Having, I'm not sure if um, any of you know about these prayer meetings that they used to have. Um, growing up in church, and they used to have prayer meetings. And now, I wasn't always able to go to the prayer meetings, um, but I remember um, going to like um, just different prayer meetings growing up in church, um, even through um, college and different things. Um, the church I went there to there, um, having prayer meetings and um, being able to just kind of sit in the atmosphere of prayer, being uh, able to pray, um, learning about prayer. Um, it's so important um, because it's important to your relationship and fellowship with God because I'm telling you when you go through the storms of life you're going to need someone um, that's they're helping you and defending you and battling for you on your behalf and that defender is God and so um, that's the ninth point I want you to get about Hannah and the last point the tenth and the last point I want you to get about Hannah is that Hannah knew God as a God that restored um, he restored her womb 
um, and in restoring her womb, um, she was able to bear and produce children. God knows how to restore you. He knows when to restore you. Um, and so you have to um, be open to the restoration of God. Um, and I believe that I came as a blessing um, when you begin to see God's restoration in someone's life, when you begin to see God's restoration in your own life, um, when you begin to just see God um, and him being glorified and him being God. It's, it's such a blessing to watch God be God. I can say that in my own life. I can say that just from watching the lives of others. Um, it's a blessing to watch God be God and how he just takes a person's life and just transforms it. Um, I'm just getting excited just thinking about it because the transformation that um, some people go through it's like there has to be a God because only God can take a person's life um, and do it what he did with it. And so um, there's just different testimonies. Um, I would say countless different testimonies throughout the body of Christ of people who can um, talk about God being a restorer and what it's like to be restored by God. Um, and so I hope and pray that um, this was a blessing to you. And I hope that you learned something from those 10 points um, that I kind of went over today. And I'm going to kind of backtrack and go over um, the 10 points again so that you can kind of um, have them. The first one is that Hannah had all the appropriate tools to be able to produce a child yet she was unable to produce um, because she was married to a kind of. The second point is that Hannah was barren. Hannah was barren. Um, and, and it was the Lord that shut up her womb. And so sometimes even in our lives, when we see things closed up in our lives, um, sometimes that is the perfect opportunity and the circumstance for us to be able to learn that God is a capable, that God is a capable God and um, able to do the impossible thing that we think is impossible in our lives. And that sometimes he is because this was impossible without God um, being able to bear a child. The third thing I want you to get about Hannah is that she knew suffering. Um, she knew suffering. Sometimes in life, um, we're going to have to suffer through different things in order to experience some of the biggest blessings that God has to offer us. Um, and sometimes we just have to be able to um, endure, um, endure. That's one of the fruit, um, endurance, being able to endure um, whatever it is that um, sometimes life brings our way. Um, the fourth thing I want you to be able to, um, and let me go back to this endurance. I know that I'm going through the points, but um, endurance. Uh, after you have suffered, a while after you have suffered a while the lord make you perfect strength establish settle you that is one of my uh, favorite scriptures after you have suffered a while the lord make you uh, the lord strengthen establish settle perfect you i'm not sure if i'm saying the strengthen establish perfect and strengthen you in the right order but and settle you and settle you but um if you go and read it um if you look it up on google or something like that or in your bible um apps or something like that i'm pretty sure you can find it but that gives me hope when it comes to suffering that the lord is going to strengthen me that the lord is going to settle me that the lord is going to perfect me and that the lord is going to establish me um and so when i find myself in um and i haven't um that scripture just kind of came back to me and i want you to be encouraged with that as well after you have suffered a while uh, meaning that suffering isn't going to, it's only going to last a while. It's not going to last long. Um, but in that suffering, you're going to be able to build endurance. You got is building your strength. God is building in you what you need in order to be able to handle whatever it is that he has called you to and purpose you to walk in. And so through our suffering, we're character built through our suffering. Um, different things we learn about God through our suffering. Um, we're able to see the glory of God being revealed in our lives through our suffering. Um, we're able to kind of gain different principles and things 
things in life that we wouldn't have otherwise gained without the suffering. So if you have been suffering through something, just know that it's only for a while. It ain't going to last long. It's only for a while. Hannah's suffering didn't last always. Um, she went to God about it and God changed that thing. So I would say um, if you are praying through anything, if you are taking God on your journey with you, just know your suffering isn't going to be for but a while. And then the Lord will step in and he will strengthen, settle, perfect and establish you. The Lord will perfect that concerning us. Um, we have to believe and trust and know that. That's part of having faith. Father God, I believe in your word, God, that you said that suffering is only going to be for a while. And after that while, wow, Lord God, you're going you're gonna to settle me. You're going to strengthen me. You're going you're gonna to perfect me. And so sometimes the Lord needs to perfect that which is concerning you. He needs to He needs to perfect it. And so um, we strive for perfection, right? And sometimes um, and striving for that perfection, sometimes it's going to open up a door for, of suffering for us. And so uh, in our suffering, we have to know that God is in the midst with us. He's in the midst with us. We don't have to go through it alone. We have a comforter, the Holy Spirit. We have a friend that we can call on by the name of Jesus. And if we call on him, he will respond to us. He will answer prayer. He will He will reach down and he will just wrap his loving arms around you. Um, and the Lord knows how to kind of comfort you when you cry. He understands. He interprets the cry of your heart. He interprets your tears. He knows the language of your soul cry. Um, God knows it all. He knows how to, he knows it when you're lifting up your hands, what your, what your heart is really requesting. He knows, um, he, he, he just knows. And so, um, I believe that if you would just, um, take God on your journey with you, don't go through the suffering alone. Don't go through the suffering without God. Um, sometimes it's just Lord God, um, he talking until you fall asleep. Um, talking until he, he puts you to sleep while you're praying to him. Uh, he'll, 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 he'll bring you joy in the midst of your tears. He'll, he'll just, uh, he'll make things better for you while you're going through and kind of help ease it over and, and help you find to find joy in the midst of the pain. I know God to be a healer. I know him to be a sustainer. And while you're going through, just remember that after you have suffered a while, the Lord will strengthen, establish, perfect, uh, and settle you and settle you. Um, and so I encourage you, I encourage you, I encourage you. The Lord has not, the Lord said he would never leave nor forsake you. Don't forsake God. The Lord will never leave nor forsake you. He's right there with you going through it with you. Um, point five is Hannah, allow God to be her defender. Um, allow God to be your defender. God defends the meek. Um, he says he's meek and lowly and hardy. It was God that defended Jesus. Uh, uh, point six is Hannah knew and, and I'm, I'm going to say that, um, and, and what I mean by that is, is that uh, sometimes we go through different suffering and different trials in life, and sometimes we don't understand why we have to face the things that we have to face. And sometimes um, it's people sometimes that cause our suffering because sometimes, uh, sometimes we've caused other people suffering. Uh, sometimes it's just the things that people say, the things that people do, the way they look, and different things like that. And sometimes, especially when it's a, another child of God that's kind of doing it, God knows how to do the correcting. Um, God knows how to do the correcting. And sometimes you ain't got to say nothing. Sometimes the only thing you have to do is just say God. Or sometimes the only thing you have to do is just kind of sit there and just be like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do nothing I'm not gonna say nothing I'm not gonna try to defend myself I'm, not, I'm just gonna let God do it because I expect him to be my defender because he said that he was gonna do that and so um point six is Hannah knew what it was like to be misunderstood um, Hannah knew what it was like to be misunderstood uh, point seven Hannah showed faith and faithfulness to God allow God to be your defender 
I'm going to go back to that point. Allow God to be your defender. Um, it's a it's a beautiful thing when you begin to see how God operates and works in your life and how he will defend you. If you're always defending yourself, how are you going to know that God can't defend you if you won't allow him to do it? Um, so you have to even trust that God will uh, stand on that as well. Uh, point eight, Hannah expressed gratitude and she exalted God. Point nine, Hannah knew what it was like to have an answer prayer and receive blessing from the Lord. And point 10 is Hannah um, knew God's restoration. God restored her womb. And so I encourage you on today to um, just really allow God to be God in your life. He is the great I am. He is the great I am. I am peace. The I am love. The I am joy. The I am um, the wonderful counselor. That I am the friend. That I am everything that you need. Um, the great I am. I am that I am. And so we're going to go ahead and we're going to pray this podcast out. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your blessings, God. We thank you, Father God, for just opening up the areas of our lives, Lord God, that have been shut off and closed, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you will allow us to be productive, Lord God, in whatever area, Lord God, it is, Lord God, that we can give praise and honor and glory to your name, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for just seeing our heart cries, Father God. We ask, Lord God, that you will begin to heal and restore us. Father God, restore us back to you, Lord God. Restore us in our lives, Lord God. Whatever area in our lives that may be broken, Father God, whatever area in our lives that need to be healed, Lord God, allow us to begin to receive from you the love that you have for us, Father God, and know that we are loved by you, Father God. Thank you for your healing, God. Thank you, Lord God, for being a provider. Thank you for being a way maker. Thank you for being a friend. And thank you for showing us, Father God, that you are capable, Lord God, of handling impossible situations. You are the great Father, and there is none like you in all the earth. Thank you for being the author and the finisher of our faith. We bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray that you would go forward and know that you are blessed. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I pray it was a blessing to you. If you're interested in being on the show or advertising with the Victoriously Anointed podcast, please contact me on my social media pages at Lynn Stacy Studios on Facebook or Instagram. You can also reach me, Studios at gmail.com. I pray that you will go forward and be blessed. And remember, we were predestined in Christ Jesus for good works.